0: You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 66. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now, your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hello there, Amy Porterfield here and welcome to another episode of the online marketing made easy podcast. Now, as you might know, on this show, I do a mix of interviews and solo shows. And usually when I do a solo show, it's because I had some kind of challenge in my business and I worked it out, moved past it, and then I like to share what happened and what I did so that you too can get value from it. And that's exactly what the show is about today. So in late May, I closed out a big launch, the Profit Lab. I talked all about it in episode number 64 because I reviewed what worked and what didn't work and all the great stuff about that launch. Well, after that launch, I thought I was going to get some downtime, but things didn't really turn out that way, which is kind of normal when you're an entrepreneur, right? So I had all these things that I put on the back burner while I focused on the pre-launch planning and the live planning and all that good stuff. So I had a huge list of things that I had to either get done or move around or do something with. And that was causing me tons of stress and overwhelm. I felt like I couldn't breathe at times. So what I finally did was I took an afternoon and I planned out my next six months. Now, the truth is, I started out January 1st, 2015 with a fully fleshed out calendar, meaning I knew exactly what I was going to do when we were going to promote, when we were not going to promote, when I was going to take vacations, all of that was planned out. But as you know, things just get turned around as the year starts going, new opportunities come up, you want to be flexible, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you want to feel like you can move things around and it's not that big of a deal. But I will say when you're too flexible in your own business, you're going to kill your momentum and your success. It's easy to push something aside or say, "Mm, I'm not going to get to that." And then you get to the end of the year and you realize, wait, I didn't even meet any of my goals. So you can't be too flexible. And that's why it's a good thing to reevaluate, especially in the middle of the year, just to make sure you're on track. So because I had known that we changed the release date around for my webinar course, we were going to come out in August with my new how to create a webinar course. And instead, we moved it to September. We needed a little bit more time to get all the pieces together since we're starting from scratch. And we moved around an affiliate promo that I'm going to do. And I learned a bunch of things when I reviewed the Profit Lab that I thought I need to get ahead of that a little bit earlier in terms of the content inside the program. So I wanted to work on revamping some of the Profit Lab program this summer versus waiting till September, which is when I had it scheduled. That was way too stressful in the first launch. And so I learned from my mistake and I thought I got to move some stuff up. So I needed to move some things around, which meant I had to look at the calendar and think, what are we going to do? So that's how this episode came to be. And I thought, if I need to regroup, maybe you do too. Maybe you can find some great value in this extremely simple but powerful exercise I'm going to take you through. Now, if you happen to catch this episode later and it's no longer right in the middle of 2015, that's okay too. I think if you need to regroup, you need to regroup and it doesn't matter what time of year it is. So take this opportunity when you need it. So don't let the dates, you know, it's end of June, 2015, get in the way from you actually looking at your business and thinking, okay, what am I not getting to? What is driving me crazy right now? What do I love doing? What do I need to move around? All that good stuff. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through an exercise to evaluate Where you are right now in your business, what's working, what's not working, and what needs to change. And then we're going to evaluate how you're spending your time and what is possibly sucking the life right out of you. We all have those areas. So don't be too hard on yourself. Just know the goal here is to bring those areas to light and do something about it. So we'll focus on any areas where you may need to go out and get some help. And then finally, I'm going to encourage you to choose the projects you plan to focus on in the next six months and open up a Google calendar. I want you to do this digitally. And I'm an old school kind of girl. I like to have my calendar, my written calendar next to me, but I've since moved everything online because you can see a bigger picture when you use something like a Google Cal. So I want you to open up your Google calendar. And you're going to block out the times in a color-coded method, I'll show you how I do it, to, to allow yourself to see exactly where you're spending your time. So we'll get there in a moment. So to be really clear, this simple exercise that I'm going to take you through, it's not going to go deep into revamping your business and 10xing your business in you know, the next three months. That's not what this is about. I have a really amazing business coach, Todd Herman, He does a program, he just closed it out called the 90 day year, where he helps you 10x your business in the next 90 days. That's not what we're doing here. That's a great idea and that's an amazing program. So we'll talk about it a little later this year when we're getting into the new year. We'll talk about 10xing your business. But right now, you're right in the middle of the year. You've got things going on. You probably have some goals, some financial goals, just overall business goals. And I want to reevaluate all of that and just get clear on how you're working today and how we can get you to work smarter and actually enjoy your work even a little bit more. Now, you know, I like to make things actionable for you. So if you want to do this exercise and you would appreciate a template to walk you through it, I've got you covered. So to get your hands on this entire exercise that I'm going to walk you through in just a moment you can get the template at amyporterfield.com forward slash 66 download, amyporterfield.com forward slash 66 download, or text the phrase 66 download to the number 33444 and get it instantly. So I think if you're going to do this, grab the template. That way, you know exactly each step I want to take you through. And there's timers involved. You're actually going to do some writing where you're time where you're going to time yourself and I've put that into the template as well so you know exactly how long to spend on each of these steps I'm going to take you through. Now before we jump in, this episode is brought to you by Lead Pages, the tool I cannot live without when it comes to growing my email list by hundreds, if not sometimes thousands every single week. So if you've been wanting to make list building a focus in your business, maybe that was one of your big goals this year, but you just don't really know where to start and it feels very overwhelming, I want you to start with my free online workshop. It's called The Four Steps You Need to Know to Quickly Grow Your List Without Spending All of Your Time on Marketing. So just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash new leads and get access to it right away. It's an extremely valuable training, so don't wait, amyporterfield.com forward slash new leads. Okay, so you ready to dive into the exercise to kind of regroup and reevaluate our business? Let's do it. Now, one thing I did notice is I have a little bit of a gruff voice this morning, a little bit manly. Can you tell? Well, here's the reason. Sometimes when I get up really early in the morning, I schedule these podcast episodes before the family gets up. And actually, Hobie's still at the fire station. When he works at the fire station, he gets home like at 8 a.m., And Cade's still in bed because it's summer and the boy will sleep till 10 a.m. if I let him. So it's like 7 a.m. here and I haven't talked to anybody. So it's just me and the coffee cup and Gus. But when I record early, I could tell like, oh, my voice sounds a little rough. And it's because I haven't really worked it out this morning. You're the first person I've been talking to. So like you care, right? Let's just do this. Now, the reason I did this episode, like I said, is I was feeling a challenge in my own business with everything kind of piling on and I was overwhelmed. But also, I did a little investigative work before I decided to kind of plan out the exercise. I have a few private Facebook groups for some of my paid programs, and the groups are a really good mix of entrepreneurs. So some of them have been in business for a while, growing a business for at least the last three or four years. Well, others in my groups are just starting out. So we have a really good mix of more advanced and beginners. And I asked those in my private groups this very specific question. I said, how much of the remainder of 2015 do you have planned out? So looking into July through December, are you clear about where your revenue is going to come from? Are you clear about which promos you plan to do, which networking events, if any, you plan to attend, and just how the rest of the year is going to go, and in a nutshell, is the remainder of your 2015 marketing calendar already locked in? So that was my question. And although a few people, and we're talking just a few, said, "Yep, I'm I'm good to go. I've got it all planned out." The majority of people that spoke up said some very choice words in terms of how their year looked. So I want to read you some of them. One person said. I really need a plan and just want to be told what to do, even if it's me telling myself what to do. Everything seems to take 10 times longer than I think it will, which derails me to get a plan together. Another person said, it's always been a goal of mine to plan out my year, but I've never really done anything to make it happen. Or another person, I have it sort of planned out, but not in stone. I'm going to continue to build and release my programs. I just need time to put them together. When I read that one, I thought that's one that's never going to create consistent revenue quickly because it's just a little bit too loosey-goosey. Like I'm working on my programs. I just want to get them put together, but you still need a plan, a deadline and different promos mixed in there so that you can actually be generating revenue. Another person said, do I have a marketing calendar locked in? Um, no because right now my schedule is a hot mess and I need to get organized. I love that one. Someone else says, no, and that's probably one of my biggest challenges. Every day I feel a bit lost because I don't have a plan in place, no targets to shoot for. It's interesting psychologically because I never feel like I'm making progress because I don't have a point of reference. That will do it for you for sure. And then one more, I have never locked in my calendar I really prefer the opportunity to be flexible. However, that does sometimes lead to not having enough planned. So it's a dangerous way to live. I often find myself wishing that I had a better system and schedule. How's that for talking out both sides of my mouth? (laughs) I thought that one was funny too. She started out strong and confident where she said, I have never locked in my calendar. I like the flexibility. However, so I think, many people can relate. You want a plan. You definitely maybe even have made an effort earlier this year, but everything kind of just fell apart because maybe some things didn't go as planned. So now you're feeling like you're kind of floating out there just a bit. Now is a perfect time. No matter when you listen to this episode, now is a perfect time to regroup and pull it back in. So again, after reading these comments and many, many more comments, I knew that sharing this exercise um, that I used to regroup and reevaluate was going to be valuable for many of you as well. So that's why I decided to actually turn on the mic and tell you what I did to regroup in my business. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is either download the template that I supplied with this podcast, amyporterfield.com forward slash 66 download. And that template allows you to either type directly into it, So you can actually just put it up on your computer and there's areas for you to type into the template with each question, or you can just print it out and write directly on it, whatever you want to do. But I think the template is great because it's just one place for all these notes. So the first thing you're going to do also, oh, before we get there, I want you to grab two highlighters. So like a yellow and an orange or whatever. If you're anything like me and you love office supplies, you have a lot of highlighters around. So grab two colors of highlighters because we're going to use those as we get going. All right. So that's all you need, the template and some highlighters. So step number one is you're going to spend 15 minutes and do a week in review. Now, inside the show notes, I'm going to give you a few different uh, websites that I love that are just a countdown timer on your computer. And that's the only thing you see is the time counting down because I don't want you distracted. So this means you got to turn off your phone Um, turn your computer off. Or if you're going to use one of those timers, make that the only thing you can see. So you can't see emails popping up or anything like that. So get really focused to go through these five steps with me. Like I said, it won't take you more than an hour. Okay. So step number one, in the next 15 minutes, I want you to write down every single thing that you can remember you've done in the last seven days. So we're doing a week in review, meaning we're looking back and just anything you can think of, of how you spent your time in your business. Now, I know this isn't super easy, so you really got to think about it. Maybe look through some notes you took last week, look at your calendar, and just really try to refresh your memory. How did you spend your time over the last seven days? Now, that means every single thing. Phone calls you made, time spent on reading emails, time spent on writing emails, blog writing, reading other blogs, listening to podcasts, creating content for your products. All of it goes. The goal here is to figure out honestly where you've been spending your time. So I want you to spend a good 15 minutes. And that might mean that for a good three or four minutes, you're staring into space because you're thinking, I can't even remember. Well, if that's the case, then how significant was the time that you actually spent? Probably not so significant, right? So right there, it's a little bit of a telltale sign. But also it's hard to look back. So again, look for some notes or look at your calendar, but try to remember where you spent your time in the last seven days. So that's step number one. And again, I want you to give yourself a full 15 minutes for this. Now, step number two is you're going to take the next 20 minutes and do a brain dump, but it's very different than step number one. Instead of looking back over the last seven days, I want you to look forward over, let's say the next six months. So over the next six months, what are all the things that you need to get done? Everything goes here. So list people you need to get back to, products you plan to create, events you plan to attend, emails you need to write, blog posts that are waiting for you to create, phone calls you need to make, new projects you plan to work on, anything and everything that you think you need or you should do over the next six months needs to go on this list. And it might help if you pull out your goals. If you did, you know, at the beginning of the year, if you wrote a list of goals of projects you wanted to complete this year, grab that right now, because that is something that will help you remember all the stuff you wanted to get done before, let's say at the end of the year, or just do the next six months if you're doing this exercise, not in the middle of 2015. So remember, be flexible with yourself. But the goal here is to get all of that out of your head. Now, the thing is, I work in Asana. It's my project management tool. And I work in Asana for big projects. So once we start a big project, it all goes into Asana. But before I start that project, I've noticed it's not in Asana. And if it's not a big project, I haven't been putting it into Asana. So it's like floating out there. And that's a horrible feeling. My new project manager, she uses this tool called Wonderlist. W U N D-E-R-L-I-S-T. I hope I spelled that right. Anyway, basically all these little tasks that might be floating in my head are inside of this tool that she uses. And that's probably something I need to look into because it's really overwhelming and stressful when you've got all these things floating around and you don't know exactly when you're going to get to them. So that's what I was feeling when I decided to do this exercise. So I thought it would help you a little maybe if I gave you a little snapshot of the own list of my own list I created when I did step number two, the 20 minute brain dump. So again, you want to give yourself a full 20 minutes. Don't cheat. Give yourself that full 20 minutes and everything you could think of. Now, this means personal and business because It all kind of starts mixing together when you're an entrepreneur and you have things floating in your head right now that have nothing to do with business, but they're taking up space and probably stressing you out so that you're not doing your best work when you sit down to do business. So that's, I say that because I'm going to read you my list and you're going to hear a few random personal stuff in there as well. And it's just kind of part of this exercise. So here's what my list look like. Not the whole list, but just like the first 10 stuff, 10 things. Create the project plan for the webinar course. Complete the webinar course training program. Create the project plan for Profit Lab number two and get it into Asana. Update Profit Lab training videos for launch number two. Get the pool pump fixed. Gotta love it, right? Figure out a new plan for podcast batching. I've been really stressed out about getting my episodes done. So finally, after I wrote this list, we finally came up with a new plan. Complete the bonus module for my current Profit Lab program. Plan my B School live event curriculum that's coming up in August. Train my new project manager on how to create replay pages inside of lead pages. Now, that's a super random one, but it keeps floating around in my head, and I don't know where it goes in the whole scheme of things. But I know she needs to be taught how to do this. Um, send out thank you cards for my Profit Lab affiliates. Find a company to clean our windows at the house. Ask Travinia, my assistant, to start a testimonial campaign. And add a new opt-in opportunity for my homepage um, on my website. We recently took it down during launch and we need to put something back up there. So this is just a quick snapshot of the things that are floating around in my head before they actually get into Asana. So when I did this, I realized, okay, because all of this is floating around and because it's stressing me out, I probably need to look into a tool like WonderList, or there's a bunch of other ones I know out there. But in the meantime, this really helped me breathe a little bit better because I just finally dumped it all out and I had it in one place. And this is for the next six months. So when you do this, I don't know if I said this earlier, but you're doing this for the next six months. Every single thing you can think of that needs to get done. Now, it's for business, but I said to put in some personal stuff if it just floats in there. There's probably a million other personal things I need to do. But sometimes it just kind of all gets scattered in my head. So anything that came to mind, I put on this list. Now, as you can see from that little snapshot I gave you, there's some big projects on there, but there's also some random small tasks and then some personal random things in there as well. But all of that is filling up a lot or taking up a lot of space in my head. And a lot of that is why I can't sleep soundly at night because it's just kind of rushing through my head. And the biggest thing is none of it's scheduled yet. So I know I need to get it done, but then when am I going to get it done? And that's what's been causing me a lot of stress. And that's why I created this exercise. Oh, and one more thing. During step number two, the 20 minute brain dump, you are not thinking of new ideas. It's not a time for creativity and new ideas. Now, there's a time and a place for that, but this is not it. And the reason for that is I am sure you have enough on the horizon without thinking of new stuff. So this brain dump is all about the stuff you should be doing or you think you should be doing in the next six months. It's not a time to create new ideas. We don't need to add anything new on this list just yet. Okay. So once you do that, step number three is to break out one of the highlighters. So choose one of the highlighters. In this case, I chose the yellow one and I want you to highlight that list and that list should have at least 30 things on it. I would guess just small, silly little tasks and big projects, probably 20 to 30 things on that list. If not, you probably didn't dig deep enough in terms of what is floating around in your head. And if there's just a few things, then maybe you're way more organized than me and you should just do a little proud, happy dance because that's awesome. But anyway, I want you to take one highlighter and I want you to highlight or identify the projects that are going to produce revenue for you either directly. Or indirectly. And you know what those projects are. It's not all about money, but we are in business and we need to make money to continue to create and grow our business and provide for our families. So we first need to identify the projects that are actually going to contribute to us making money. Now, if you set project goals for the year and you documented some revenue goals as well, this is the time that I want you to take out those goals. So maybe in step number two, you took out let's say a list of things you had planned to do this year. Well, I also, if you have it, I want you to take out that list of your revenue goals. Now, when you look at the goals that you set for the year and the revenue goals, you need to ask yourself, because we're reevaluating right now, are those goals still feasible? And also just as important, are they still exciting to you? I know things change along the way. So this is your time to reevaluate. If you have plans for the next six months and they do not excite you, well, then we've got a problem and we need to look at that and think, okay, what might need to be tweaked possibly to get you recharged and re-excited about these projects that you set at the beginning of the year? Now, I want to say this, don't make any quick decisions to change everything just because you might be off track right now. There was a reason you set those goals earlier in the year. And I'm sure you just didn't put a bunch of things on there um, just for the sake of it. There was some thought and meaning behind those goals that you created. So treat them with the respect they deserve. You might not be able to hit all of those goals and you might want to change some of them around, but don't throw them out the window and just start over right now because it feels good to do so. I say that from my own experience. One of the things I love to do is like clean out all my closets and go to Goodwill and like give tons of stuff away. It just makes me feel like I'm starting over, like I'm renewed. Well, don't do that with your business because you might be throwing out some really valuable goals that could get you to exactly where you want to get to. And just for the sake of starting over, you're going to kind of ruin that. So be really careful. So I'm going to give you an example. My goal this year was to create a standalone Facebook ads program in quarter two, However, at the end of quarter one, I reviewed my goals and I realized that I did not want to create a standalone ads program. I teach a very specific ad strategy in the Profit Lab, and that's the one I believe in. That ad strategy is what I think is going to get you the biggest bang for your buck. So that's what I really love to teach. But doing a standalone ads program, I actually created the entire program And I put it in beta and I just realized this is not what I want to do. I don't want to continually have to revamp the entire ads program because ads change all the time and the dashboard changes and all that stuff. And I would constantly have to be in there um, with the nitty gritty stuff, which does not excite me. So nothing about that program excited me. So I mistakenly set that goal because I thought it was what I should do versus what I truly wanted to do. So I made a mistake this year. I shouldn't have set that goal. Now, we all make mistakes, right? We got to be nice to ourselves and say, okay, so what are you going to do? The easy way out was for me to say, I've done well this year. I've kind of surpassed a bunch of my goals that I had already set. So why not just take it off the list? But instead of throwing that goal out the window, I decided to replace it with something else. So we had revenue goals tied to it, and I wanted to feel like I finished this year strong. Like I really stuck to those goals because I feel like my goals are my word to myself and I don't feel really good if I just throw something out the window. So what I decided to do was introduce something new this year. I, I, that was my goal. I wanted to introduce something new. So I started to listen to my audience more and I did that big survey a few months ago and I got some more feedback and I asked some questions related to webinars and it was extremely clear that my audience was very interested and how I've had success with webinars since I started my business. And I love, absolutely love to talk about webinars. And anytime I talk about anything in my business, there's always a component of Facebook ads because my webinars are fueled by a Facebook ad strategy I use. So I still get to teach ads, but in a whole different way. So I instantly knew that's the program I wanted to create this year. So I changed out the program, I moved some dates around because I knew quarter two was never going to work for a brand new webinar program, but it's still on the calendar. And that's important to me that I stick with those goals and I meet my revenue goals at the end of the year. Sure, I'm ahead right now, but who knows what might happen? I've still got a bunch of things to happen for the rest of this year. So I didn't take it off the docket. And that's the lesson I want to give to you as well, because to be honest, this year's a bit more hectic than I had planned for it to be, and the easy way out would have been just to throw it out. Now, for some of you, maybe that's the best decision. Maybe you feel so overwhelmed and just, you know, filled to the brim with too much stuff to do, and you packed your calendar too much. You were a little overzealous at the beginning of the year. And maybe for you, it means a few things need to come off the calendar. You know yourself best. You know yourself way more than I know you. So if you do need to take some things off, then do it, but just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. You're not taking the easy way out, but you're taking care of yourself. And that's also extremely important. So when I decided to do this webinar program, I knew it was going to be a lot more work than the ads program, just because I've taught ads forever and ever. I've never taught webinars. So I decided I'm going to hire a copywriter to help me with a lot of the promo stuff when I promote it. So I'm not going to do it all myself. And I have a project manager now that's going to help me get this project done. If it was just me, I probably couldn't do it based on everything else that I have going on. So I did build in a few precautions to make sure that this webinar course doesn't like kill me as I try to create it. So you do have to take care of yourself. And that's one of the most amazing things about being an entrepreneur. You get to build in Some of those different ways to protect you as well as create what you want to create. Okay, so that's step number three. You're highlighting those projects that are the money makers, the ones that really not only excite you, but you know they're going to generate revenue. Those are the ones I want you to keep your eye on as we go into step number four. Okay, moving on to step number four, this is where we are going to identify where you're wasting time and Where you could use some extra support. Now, I want you to look back at the exercise from step one where you did your week in review. And I want you to take a different color highlighter and I want you to highlight the tasks that were either a big waste of your time over the last seven days or tasks that you were doing that you just know in your heart of hearts that you could actually leverage or delegate in some way or another. So go back to step number one. And if you did a really good job there, if you really spent the time to figure out how did you spend the last seven days in business, you'll definitely be able to identify some areas that either you're wasting your time, meaning you really shouldn't be working on such and such right now, or you don't need to be working on something, you know, a specific project maybe you could give to somebody else on your team, or maybe it's time to start looking into hiring a VA. Because I know that when money's tight, it's scary to hire a VA or scary to hire anybody else on your team. But you know, because you've probably listened to many podcasts or many entrepreneurs talk about this, when you're able to leverage some of your activities, you can actually start making more money because you're spending the time in your business where it really makes a big impact. So many of you are listening now thinking, I know I've been thinking about hiring a VA for a long time, or you might be like me. Where when I first hired a VA, I wasn't actually using my VA like I should. I was too afraid to let go of some projects. Heck, I still do that now. But (laughs) letting go of that control and having somebody work on different projects so that will free you up, that stuff is so important for the sanity, for our sanity, and for the growth of our business. So again, you're going back to step one. You're taking a different color highlighter and you're highlighting those areas where you're either wasting your time or you're wasting your time on that project because you know you could be leveraging it or um, delegating it. The next thing is I want you to go into step number two, where you did the 20 minute brain dump on all the things swimming around in your head right now that you know you need to get done, or you think maybe you should get done. And remember we already highlighted all the money making projects that were on that list. Now take a different color highlighter And all of you office supply people that are in love with office supplies like me are like having a heyday right now, right? You got to go grab the other highlighters, go grab the other supplies. And you're going to highlight all the things that you put on that list that you could either move the project to a different date and time, meaning you're not going to do it now. You're going to move it to the future or tasks that can be leveraged or delegated So I want you to, again, just to make it really clear, step number two, you're going to go back to step number two and highlight any project that maybe you shouldn't be working on right now. Like it snuck in and you really didn't have plans to fulfill that project now. And now that you looked at all your goals that you set at the beginning of the year, you know, you kind of got off track. So highlight those projects that maybe you just got off track and they shouldn't be there right now, or any projects or tasks that you wrote down that you could delegate to somebody else on your team, or maybe finally hire that VA to help you. So I want you, a lot of highlighting going on right now, but we're just identifying those areas where you likely shouldn't be spending your time. That's what step four is all about. So here's an example for my own evaluation in terms of how I was spending my time. I recently had to change the way I was managing my podcast. So my favorite thing to do on this podcast is to do these solo shows. I just feel like I enjoy them so much. And all the feedback I get on my podcast, all the feedback, I shouldn't say all the feedback, most of the feedback I get tends to be about these solo shows. The interviews are great, but the solo shows are really packed with great content and it's very actionable. And so that's why I really love them. They are a lot of work. Like I do a lot of prep time in advance. Now, a few podcasts ago, probably a few months ago, actually, I talked about hiring a content manager to help me with these podcasts. It just hasn't been going as smoothly as I hoped. Totally my fault, not hers at all. I just couldn't figure out what wasn't working. So when I did this exercise, and this is something I've revisited a few times. So if I really wanted to beat up myself, I could say like, get it together, Amy, what is not working with this podcast? Meaning getting it done in batches is where my biggest problem is. And what I realized is I need to do the interviews differently because the interviews are easier because it's not just me preparing all the content, but I'm not okay with interviews like, so tell me about yourself and how'd you get your start? And you know, what's one challenge you have in your business? I hate that fluffy stuff in interviews. So I want my interviews to be just as powerful as my solo shows. I want my interviews on my podcast to be like mini trainings, just like this one is here. So I made that commitment. So when I did this exercise, one of the things I found out was that I just need to approach my interviews for my show differently. And I've started to do that. Now, I hate when I do that. I put on timers on my iPhone and then they go off and I don't want to edit this out. So we're going to keep going. So now... What I, what I've done is I've made it really clear with my content manager, Chelsea, that we're going about interviews a lot differently. We're choosing people that can do mini trainings with me. We're preparing in advance with those people We're making the PDF giveaway really juicy, whether it's a solo show of mine or an interview. But these are some things that I had to work out through this exercise because it just was not working. It was just too stressful. And I was doing the shows at the last minute. And that's the last thing I want to do. And it's not productive. So I found the areas where I could leverage, where I was spending too much time on my podcast, where I need to work smarter. All of that came out of these exercises or this exercise in general that I'm teaching you now. So sometimes I feel like my podcast is a confession. Like I just tell you guys all the stuff that's not working in my business, but hopefully you all see here the good stuff that's working like when I reviewed the Profit Lab launch and all the good stuff that worked as well. So I don't know. Ever since I've been a little girl, I'm like the first to tell on myself when I do something wrong or something's not working, like you get it all from me. So anyway, the podcast, as much as I love it, it's probably the most powerful thing in my business has been a struggle. So we're just working through it and we're working smarter. Anyway, so that was the one thing that I was able to identify. So I think you're going to find some aha moments as well. You just got to fix what's not working and make sure that not only does it work for your audience and you're delivering impeccable value, but it's got to work for you too. Whatever processes that you have set up in your business to generate more content and to generate revenue in the long run. Okay. So now that you've identified those areas, before we move on to step number five, what I need you to do is commit to either getting the help you need or stop doing the things that are likely sucking the life out of you and wasting time. A lot of the times it has to do with leveraging or changing the way you're doing something like I gave you the example with my podcast. To be more specific, Chelsea now is starting to communicate with the people I want to interview with. She's communicating with them how we're going to do the interview. She's helping me with really smart questions to ask them. So I can do my own solo shows because I like to create that content myself And she's going to run with the interview. So they're going to be really, really good coming up. So basically, that's how I solve that. So I want you to solve some things in step number four before you move on to step number five. By the time we get to step number five, which is our final step, which is next, I want you to have gotten really clear about the projects you're going to be working on for the rest of the year, where you're going to be making money. You got to generate the revenue and clean up those areas that are just not working for you. And if it's time, you got to ask for more help or hire more help. For me, I have enough help in my business. I just don't ask for it enough. And Travinia, my um, assistant, she's constantly saying, let me help you, Amy. And I have such a struggle giving it up. So having great people on your team to kind of push you to give up that control is always good as well. You know what you need to do. Spend some time in step number four. To me, I feel like it's the most important step. Really get clear. And when you download the template, I'll give you a little bit more information or guidelines around step number four to make it really actionable so you don't move on until you feel good about the decisions you've made. So once you make some decisions in step number four, step number five is you're going to open up your digital calendar. Let's just pretend everyone's using Google Cal because that's the one I know and I can talk about that the most. But what I've done inside my Google Calendar is I've actually Uh, color-coded main topics. So what I've done is I have one main topic called podcast creation. Anytime I'm working on my podcast, whether I'm doing the solo show, I'm interviewing someone, I'm reviewing some interview notes, anything that has to do with the podcast is green. Okay. The colors are going to make sense. You can have any color you want, but the colors actually mean something. And then anytime I'm creating content outside of my podcast for anything else that is orange. So content creation would be writing a blog post, or it would be more likely it's creating content for my paid programs or bonuses inside my programs and all that. Um, That's all orange. So when I work on my webinar course, that would be all orange. It's content creation. And then in addition to that, I have a few other colors. Like if there's deadlines in Asana, now we have to say like, okay, Amy's content for the webinar course is going to be due on this date. If it's a deadline that I just need to put inside my calendar, it's red. So red is like, okay, you see a deadline coming up. And there's a few other colors that I use inside. Like if I take time off, that's pink. Or if I have a personal meeting, such as like, I got to get my hair cut, that's another color. So there's a few personal ones and then some main chunks that are color coded. It's blue if I want to just identify when we're starting a promo and when we're ending a promo. So again, the colors don't have to match, your colors don't have to match my colors. But the reason why the colors are so important is I probably have 10 different ones. And now I actually go, I went into my Google calendar and I booked everything till the end of the year. Now for you, that might be overwhelming and you might want to just start out with, let's say the next three months. But if you can do the next six months, that's great. And I had to put everything in there. And that's why Asana really played a big part because we put together our project plan, which I talked about in episode number 62. So in episode 62, I went over my entire project plan that you can download as well. So because that's in Asana, I know when the due dates are. So this took me a good three or four hours. So I kind of lied in the beginning, not intentionally, but I said, this whole exercise might take you an hour. The calendar part took me two or three hours because I literally blocked out everything. So let me give you an example. Next week, for five days straight, I'm going to work on only new content that I want to offer inside the Profit Lab for the next launch in October. So I'm really getting ahead of it. First time I've ever done that, for the record. And it's going to be hard for me because I'm the type of person that I do procrastinate and then it's like that big kick in the butt and I get it done. And that's not a good trait to have. So I'm really forcing myself to get it done way in advance. Having a project manager is kind of good for that because she kind of holds me to it. So next week for five days, I'm just working on the Profit Lab kind of revamp of some of the content and some new stuff I want to add for October. If you're part of the Profit Lab now, don't worry, you get all that new stuff. So what that looks like in my calendars, I've got five days booked of all orange because remember orange is my content creation. Now, because I love to create content and I feel like that's where I'm my strongest once I did my whole calendar in Google Cal for the next six months, it was really important to me that I saw a lot of orange. And I told my new project manager and my assistant, Travini, I said, the more orange you see on my calendar, my personal calendar, the happier this girl is. Because then I know the other stuff is getting taken care of by the team I've created. I always say I have a small but mighty team, and I want them to take care of all those other things that are going on. And then, of course, I have a lot of green, which is getting my podcast up and running sooner, meaning I want to be recording these things even if they don't come out till a few months. So I want to get ahead of the podcast. So a lot of green and a lot of orange. And then in addition to that, anything else that I need to do now, this is how specific I am. I might be a little bit crazy, but I like for you to really see inside my world and then you figure out how it could work for you. But I take two or three hours to create each podcast solo episode. So let's say on a Monday, I give myself three hours to put together my notes for the show, but I never record a podcast on the same day I worked on the notes because that's exhausting to me and you won't get my best self. I won't put my best self forward. So what happens is then the next morning I give myself an hour to record. So I have on there, you know, pre-planning for podcast number 66 on, let's say, a Monday. And that's two or three hours. And then the next morning, it's a full hour of recording number 66. So I know myself so well now that I know I couldn't put those in the same day. I used to try, and I'm like, who am I fooling? I'm terrible at recording and planning on the same day. So that's the kind of stuff I have broken up into my calendar. So I just wanted to kind of paint the picture for you. And you decide on your colors, and then you decide what color do you want to see the most inside your calendar. And it might be for you product creation. Maybe that's a specific color. To me, content creation is product and free valuable content. But if you really need to get a product done, give it a color and then plan the time and then look in your calendar for the next six months. Are you giving yourself enough time to get it done? And one thing I learned from my business coach, Todd Herman, is that you can't be doing a bunch of context shifting. And we talked about that when Todd was on the show earlier this year, meaning you can't have five different projects you're working on in one day because switching ideas or switching projects, I should say, every few hours is just maddening. It's too overwhelming. Now, I want to put out a challenge to you that I've put out to myself as well. It's a tough one, so you got to brace yourself. I want to challenge you to only... Work on two things per day. Now, let's say you have a little wiggle room for three, and that's what I've done for myself. So, every day when you look at my calendar, if I have more than three different things going on, I know I'm never gonna get to them. I don't even know why I do this to myself. So, I used to put four or five, six things on the day on that one day, and then I never get to half of them. And so, then I have to move them over, and the calendar just keeps shifting and shifting. So, if we tell ourselves, We're only working on two things today. I'm going to write that blog post and I'm going to finish, let's say, two modules of my upcoming webinar program and that's it. You can be sure I'll get it done. I'm focused and I'm not overwhelmed, but I add two meetings into there and a phone call with Travinia, and then a haircut. I mean, silly stuff, life stuff too. I add that all in and now I'm scattered. I never finish any of it because I'm just too overwhelmed. And in my head, I think like that's too much. So then I just shut down and hardly get any of it done. I know, weird, right? So I know it's really hard. But if while you're blocking inside your Google Cal, if you can just commit to two things a day, three max, you're going to zip through those calendars every single day. I promise you. Now make sure to build in some time for yourself and some time for your family. If you're in the states and it's summertime, you got to take that into account. You've got the kids home probably, so that kind of stuff is important. But here's the last thing I'll say. And I feel like I'm on a soapbox right now, so I need to jump off of that. But one thing I'll say is that when I did my calendar, I spent those few hours. It actually was on a Sunday of all days, but I spent a few hours doing this and I looked and I told Trevinia, this is insane. This is too much. Like I I have to do something because I can't get this all done. So I had to then cut back even more and find different ways that my team could help me even more. And so I know that not everyone listening has the luxury of saying, "Travinia, can you work on this for me, having a team to do it for you. So that's when you have to get really, really realistic and say, okay, if this is too much and I don't have the money right now to delegate a bunch of it, where can I work smarter where I do less, but I actually make a bigger impact and make more money. That is very, very possible, but you got to dig deep for that kind of stuff. So I want to encourage you to do so. So I'm not a huge fan of pushing yourself to exhaustion and I hate the word hustle. So I'm not saying you got to hustle and work your tail off every day. I'm always trying to figure out how not to work so much. It's just something that it's like a constant battle with me. And that's why I've loved ones around me to kind of keep me in check. And I hope you do too. So there you have it. Step number five is to get inside that Google calendar, color code your main projects, two to three things a day. I know it's hard, but if you do it, you've got to come and tell me. Whether you post on my Facebook page or in the comments underneath this podcast, the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 66, let me know that you're doing this because it will encourage me to stay true to that challenge as well. I'm telling you, this is going to be big for us if we can get really specific. And then the final thing I'll say is once you've got it all on your calendar, you got to breathe a little bit, maybe have a glass of wine, (laughs) maybe take a walk, just saying, okay, I did it. That's over. That was tough, but I did it. So kind of celebrate a little bit. And then as you get going, what I like to do is every Sunday night before I go to bed or maybe a few hours before I go to bed, I look at my calendar for the week and say, okay, so I'm very clear what's coming down the pipeline, making sure it's all very doable. And then every night before I go to bed during the week, I check for the next day just to be really clear about what's coming. I like to be clear before it actually happens. So that's helped me immensely as well. I'm not perfect at this. I work at it every single day, but I like to just tell you kind of what I've been working on and what's helped me. And this little exercise has allowed me to get really clear for the next six months. So now I feel like I can breathe just a little bit easier. I hope you too have found value in it and you'll be nice to yourself and patient with yourself as you work through these five steps of regrouping, kind of retweaking what you've done in your business so you can work smarter And have a little breathing room as you do it. So there you have it. Now that we've gone through the entire exercise, as you can see, it's a simple exercise, but there's some steps involved. And if you do it right, it can be really powerful. It will actually allow you to breathe a little easier and get excited for the next six months of your business. So if you like this exercise and you want a template so I can walk you through step-by-step, I want you to grab the template at amyporterfield.com forward slash 66download or you can text the phrase 66download to the number 33444 and get the freebie instantly. Now, here is my challenge to you. I want you to commit to doing this exercise in the next 48 hours. So on your calendar, put the time that you're going to actually do this and make it happen. It could really allow you to breathe easier and enjoy the work that's coming down the pipeline. So I want you to really dive in and get it done. All right, I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Make it a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.